Hi, I'm Jameson Newlander, Alan Frog from The Lost Boys, and you're watching the Frog Brothers Podcast. Let me get up it's refreshment time, folks. I'm just gonna go watch a movie. Do you like scary movies? I don't watch movies. I have to return some videotapes. You have a TV? No. I just like to read the TV guide. Read the TV guide. Don't need a TV. Books, records, films, these things matter. Call me shallow. It's the fucking truth. Over 1,600 titles, each for rent at just $2 the first night, and only a... Welcome to the Frog Brothers Podcast with your hosts, Justin and Alec. Hello, and welcome to a special edition of the Frog Brothers Podcast. We are coming at you with a breakdown of the Ghostbusters International Trailer number three. So um, if you're trying to avoid it, any spoiler talk or anything like that, I would recommend you skip this video. This video is for everyone that watched the trailer and that wanted to hear a breakdown of it. I know the interdimensional cross rip is on a little bit of a hiatus right now. Yes. Have some has actually seen the movie and uh, well, we had enough spoilers hit us in the social media feeds everywhere that we decided we were going to break it down. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, you uh, notice if you're watching the video feed that I happen to be uh, actually smoking. Usually I smoke beforehand, but I'm just a little stressed from this trailer, so I figured what the hell. And for YouTube standards, this is just a prop blunt. It is not a real blunt. It's fake. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> yeah. So um, Alec had pretty much been spoiled on a bunch of things, so he said he went ahead and watched the trailer. Then he stopped by my place yesterday night for a little bit. And Yeah. Let's, let's kind of go through that beginning process there, because... Um, basically people said that, you know, you shouldn't watch this trailer. People who've seen the movie said, I wouldn't have wanted to see this trailer before the movie. Um, so I took that as, all right, I'm not going to watch the trailer. Yeah, me too. That's exactly where I was at when this came up. It was like, eh, better not decided that together. So, cause we run this podcast together and we're obviously going to either all talk about it or not all of us or none of us are going to talk about it. It's, it's kind of an all or. Or a package deal when it comes to viewing trailers, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, got to be on the same page. It's uh, for consistency there. But due to the hype surrounding this, we're less than one month away officially now. It's the 20th. And uh, at the I'm end of the trailer, anyone was being a major dick or breaking any rules by posting the images around because it is an officially released thing. And to me, that has full go. It does irritate me and it sucks, but there's nothing like, I have nobody to be mad at about that other than myself for just wanting to be. Well, they can be more discreet about it and not focus on the spoilery thing. That's true, but we were never about that yeah. like for the last two trailers. So I'm just trying to be transparent about all of that and not be a complete just fucking tool about it. Because yeah. I'm realizing that our anger about it is mostly just because we wanted to go in cleaner and this Well, is and it still comes back to we were still disappointed and still kind of like bummed and just had our minds blown that we weren't at new york comic-con to see this thing so like some of that was still circling yep. around but i think we just decided it's best to we address that better than everyone else because that was literally all anger we had towards that was again back at ourselves because we were just jealous that we didn't get to see it also 
Anyone who doesn't admit that and thinks that there was something wrong with them for showing it there, that's that. I don't feel, I don't feel too bad about it because I don't think it was probably the best theatrical experience as far as like picture and sound or anything. So yes, have I'm some okay. said it was perfectly fine. They said it was oh, some of the best experience they've had, except when you when you consider that theaters are actually built to certain specs, especially ones like THX had certain there's there's fucking theater standards for being a good theater and being certified by THX or yeah, THX know. or any of the Dolby sounds. There's there's specifications on the sound dampening, the sound reflection, the acoustics, the floors. Yeah, all the speakers on there, the types of speakers feel more vibration and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you get that bass that really resonates. So they had like a full theatrical screen and everything in there, or what? Well, uh, it was it was still just chairs on a floor. That's what I'm saying. So it, it wasn't obviously like a spec theater, but from right. they said it was good. And I have seen the original Ghostbusters, believe me, in a bad setting at Ghostbusters right. Fan Fest. Right. Yeah, when we saw that there, that was a whole different thing. So on a really small projected screen with a bunch of extra weird flashing lights that. You were like, okay, I guess you're trying to do something different, but also it's kind of just not. You're there for the experience, not because you had never seen the movie before in that case. So, ordered along with everybody else. Yeah. And, but there was not enough chairs. So, we just imagine watching Ghostbusters, but you're standing in the back of a theater the whole time. Mm-hmm. Not a great picture or sound. <laughs> anyway, let's break this thing down. So, when you first kick this thing on, you see a truck driving at a high rate of speed. It looks like some sort of utility truck. It doesn't look brand new. It looks like an older utility truck. So this part, this beginning part was the part that was spoiled for me. And that's why I decided, okay, this seems like a big ass spoiler from the trailer. This seems like the thing that people should be talking about. So I was like, fuck it. I gotta, I gotta just watch it before too much is spoiled before I, you know what I mean? Like I'd rather see it in, the full trailer form as opposed to random stills throughout the next month. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather watch the full thing and kind of be able to take it in and do a frame by frame, which is what we've done typically in the past. And so doing the frame by frame on this, um, there's a few things I noticed that I'll talk about as we go through this, but obviously see where the ghost traps under the blanket, it looks like it's in really good condition and like it's a, it's a current ghost trap, right? We don't know if this is a flashback scene, how long this long ago, this scene is. Well, right. Uh, I think it's almost pretty recent. But you got to think back. This farmhouse has to have been empty for a little while, too. So it's, I would guess at least been like five years or something since he died. That would be my guess. Anyway, so you see uh, one thing I noticed there is I was doing the frame by frames. This is a Shandor mining truck. Yes. Still has that on there, right? So you can see the Shandor logo on the side of the door. Um, and then obviously we see something sideswipe the uh, this I think truck. They block out what that is. They don't show it. It does look like blocked, but there's one thing, like there's one frame, it looked like they like partially removed some of the CGI there or didn't have it finished yet. Well, yeah, I but think the trailer, like, the, like the, the original trailer, it didn't have the RTV. But there was a, one of the images in there, I could just be crazy, looked kind of like the minor ghost to me. Huh. It almost looked like that zombie looking ghost in there, but that could just be the blur of it. So it, it's hard to say for sure. Yeah, I would say... If anything, it's something related to the mine. It's it's gotta be. So yeah. Personally, here's what my belief is. My belief is it's what's in that trap is the thing that obviously later is gonna be released and causes the issue. Yes. But it's yeah. gonna be released at the school or whatever or outside of the school. Yeah, you see the, the net. Yeah, that basically that the spiritual, the the spirit looking terror dog is what it is. 
Yes, the sentinel dog, I think, is what the toys refer to it as. Well, they say it's a sentinel, but this doesn't look like the sentinel to me because this is not have legs. It is a spectral. It's fucking clearly spectral. So I'm saying that could be likely, but I thought that there's going to be some sort of separate walking around monster terror dog later in the movie from those toys. Well, let's get to the real breakdown here, right? So you see this truck, and then you see a driver in there. The driver's unclear. It's very shaky footage, obviously. It's like hand cam. Oh, fuck the- off. We know. You can pause that motherfucking thing. You see the glasses. You see the nose. You see the beard. There is no explanation for it to be anyone other than Egon. I, I know. It's Egon. That's what I was getting at. And so based on... And the thing I love about this is they make it look like Harold Ramis actually aged that way. So if you look at the old photos he'd done press around the time they did right. um, year one and everything else, or a lot of the photos that were the last like, public photos he did, it's like that same heavier set look to him. It's very, very much a great job to look just like Harold Ramis. Yes. And obviously we know there's an actor that was cast and there's a lot of speculation on this. Hey, is this actually playing Egon or is it Egon's son? Because we still don't know who the father of these kids is. Yeah, no, it's too old to be Egon's son. I guarantee that. Yeah, it's- no, that's what I was saying. But originally when you just see that casting, you see the resemblance there. Yeah, have you seen Year One, the movie Year One? Yeah, mm-hmm. so he has a cameo in that movie. He he directs the movie. Yeah, that's one of the, that was the last movie he directed, I believe. Yeah, and it's kind of underrated. It's not great by any means, but it it has enough weird shit going on in it that it's pretty funny. We should review it sometime just for the sake of Rip Harold Ramis. But uh, he has a cameo in that where he has a beard that's like this, where he has no mustache, but he has the Abraham Lincoln style. Beard, and he looks that looks like his profile. Oh, for sure. Um, and then obviously, as we we go through this, right, we see that this truck rolls through a cornfield and rolls off road, and then which initially you're thinking this this is how Egon dies. Yeah, but it's clearly, and that could still. I mean, it it doesn't look like that from this moment in time. So yeah, I don't. I still don't think that's he like limps away from it toward the house. Well, they don't show that that's right there. Obviously, he had to have walked down the road. He wasn't at his house. He was probably close enough to it that he he did walk home. Obviously, right. But I but think I wonder if. But like, yeah, what you're saying, mortal, I think, I think what you're saying is correct. Wounded? Well, he, he's mortally wounded, and he gets back to the house to put the trap away. Possibly, and then he dies. That'd be kind of kind of. I don't think he's going to die right away like that. I think it'll be. I don't even know if we'll get an on-screen death or anything resembling it. It could just be that he passed away after Why? that. Yeah, shortly after, I would say, or else the trap wouldn't still be there. He would have done something else. Well, based on this town oh. being full of... If he doesn't have containers, I'm assuming he's hiding it because he doesn't want anyone to know what he's actually doing there. Yes. Yeah. You combine that, yeah, like I said, also with the fact that he might not have any sort of containment unit there, so he might just be like, fuck it, I'll just throw this in here because I need to store it somewhere for now, and then maybe he was working. There's so many different possibilities with that. Yeah, but as we move through this trailer, right, we see that truck roll off-road, and then we cut to the rusty signs on the edge of the property that says, this is how it ends, and then Phoebe asks, what kind of scientist was Grandpa? And, you know, so you're really setting up this whole Spangler storyline further and further. And then it comes back to that cornfield again where you see the mystery figure, I said, but obviously we know it's Egon. He's wearing like a dark green long coat running to the farmhouse, and he's hobbling, so clearly it's right after that car accident, right? He's getting back in there. Then we see him holding a trap up to the door, which is the only thing that I found a little confusing. Just any of this, or are you just going to blast through it? <laughs> oh, no. no. I just get into that next scene right here as we're talking about that. So so he holds up to that trap to the door. So what do you what did you guys think of that? 
Well, I think he looks sort of like a big toidle in a trench coat. Yeah, that, those vibes for sure. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's really cool. Like at first, like the idea, if someone was to tell you and describe this to you, it sounds pretty lame to be honest. It's like, God damn it, I don't want to see Egon flashback. But when you're watching this, you're like, no, that's Egon. I'm buying this and this is fucking dope. So I'm stoked. Like, like when I first watched, it, I was so shocked. I was just like, I don't know if I like this or not. And I have come isn't to the conclusion that, the, that I do. Uh, isn't that the coat that the person's wearing in the old trailer and they're holding the PKE meter? Oh, I don't know. So I think that's everyone was trying to figure out who that is. I, I think it was Egon. Yeah, the only the, the only thing that could be tempting to throw you off from this actually being Egon would be the way that he holds that trap when he gets back to his own house. And I don't know if that's just expose of him trying to get in there, but he's holding the trap up like you know, kind of like this when he gets in there. So it was kind I of think an he's about to trap something with it. Yeah, Is but it, or yeah. he's to try to lure something with it. I don't know what vibe yeah. I get from that because he's it's, it's too hard to overthink it. It's so brief, you just don't know. He opens it. So is he opening it to let something out or to let something? Oh, oh you're, you're already moving ahead where he st steps on the pedal. I was talking about when you see him go to the farm door, you see him holding the trap up like that with the handle just kind of down like this at the door. And then it does another scene of the front of the trap. And then next thing you see is the foot pedal opening. And I'm assuming he's putting that ghost in a containment unit. Con containment unit. Yeah, I was assuming he was dumping the ghost. I'm assuming he was emptying the ghost trap. Into the just fucking field? That's where he's standing when he empties it. That's what it looks like. It looks like one continuous scene. It doesn't look like they're cutting uh, anything else where he's... Because you don't have to use a foot pedal to put anything on a containment trap. Uh, that's not part. If he had a makeshift one, you never know. I don't know. That that scene could just be thrown in there just to throw you, throw you off from what's actually happening that foot pedal because that, you know that's well, obviously a combat boost, before so. the car chasing scene happened i mean there's a whole uh, yeah well, i don't the know they could, could they be could... from earlier when he caught the ghost well it doesn't look like that though it looks like if you're watching it it looks like it's in that scene like it's on um i'm pretty sure it's on like a deck is what it looks like like his little porch well would you push the pedal to you would push the pedal to release a ghost too wouldn't you well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if he's... Yeah. Th that's why it's debatable. He could be trapping right. a ghost. He could be letting a ghost out. He could be like fucking fate. He could be releasing a ghost to sick another ghost. I mean, they, they, you, you know, I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see. I'm glad that we don't know exactly because that means there's just more... We don't know everything, and I like that. I don't want to know everything. We get a little bit of taste, and we get to debate and... Look at all these fucking weird theories we're coming up with. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting because you get to see that those metal containers out there and they just look like transformers on the property. You know, you see the lights flicker. So clearly like substandard wiring again, which is hilarious, right? You know, I like that. There's already that kind of in-joke in there, right? Because this farmhouse looks ancient. So it looks like it does not have the power needs for what they're doing there. Yeah. And then obviously we see the trap put in the floor and this is a really great cut for the trailer. I, you know, it's not going to be like this in the movie. I wouldn't think, but I just love this cut for the trailer is like where that same square opening and you unless, see one out. Unless they continuously cut back to Egon, which I don't think they're going to do from what I understand. It's going to be like the movie opens up with this little Egon bit. I think I saw somebody say that also. Yeah, I, 
that makes sense. I don't, I don't know how else they would open it that would have kind of like the scary. I think that's going to be encounter like exactly. I think that's going to be your big opening scary other, encounter, yeah. and then you're going to go. That's going to be. I wonder if they'll do that though. If they'll do the normal. They better. They fucking better. See, that's one thing I'm disappointed about today that was announced. Uh, no soundtrack. They're doing a score, and there might be like one or two songs that would be soundtrack yeah, songs what, on there. But that's what I was wondering. I was like, are they going to make a pop, you know, with a bunch of pop songs or not? Well, I think but it would have been be... good, but you can't just pick run-of-the-mill pop artists. There could have been good pop artists and weird shit to pick specifically, but... Yeah. They didn't go that route. I was route, hoping so. there was going to be because, man, it gets old listening. I mean, even though they're great songs, it gets old listening to them over and over. Like, we just did an event last weekend, and like we went through, like, every song from the first three movies, like, twice. You should just throw, like, one Back to the Future song and see if anybody notices Power of <laughs> Love. Just some, throw that uh, shit. Yeah, and then if you order the Making of book, uh, I got an update from Amazon today. It said that it's not expected to ship until the 15th now, so... I don't know if that's sitting on one of those boats off the coast of California that can't dock anywhere because of the pandemic, but we'll see. Hmm. Um, and then, obviously, the Ecto-1 is under the tarp. You know, that's all footage we've seen before. Then we see a little bit longer of scene of Gruberson with the trap that he drops it. That's something about it's real or whatever? Yeah, this thing is real, or this is real, and that's a pretty interesting scene because I like how you see the hand at least they look hand-drawn special effects on the trap it looks just like in ghostbusters one when they trap slimer yeah a little electricity around it and i love how it's like calling back to that but it looks good and clean and it's beautiful and then there's obviously a lot of new music throughout this right is we're hearing this and i just wanted to mention that because it it just kind of covers throughout the whole yeah trailer different score bits in there like i I, you can definitely hear like a, a theremin like the old school score yeah, you get those old vibes of the. Uh, Everybody's uh, talking about the whole, um, you know, the Ghostbusters theme score version, which honestly just sounds very close to the one in Answer the Call, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that, but people are acting like it's new, and improved, and it's something they've never heard before. And I'm like, come on, come on, you know what, yeah. you know what this is. The arrangement's a little different. The results are very similar, right? And that's all I can say about that because I did enjoy that and I was happy to hear that in there. So if that connects the universe a little bit that way, I'm all for it because even though this doesn't have anything to do with that, I would love to see a few nods dance the call in this movie just because, you know, I like uh, inclusivity. I want to see Patty show up at the end and save the day. (laughs) (laughs) She came out of the pool. No, that'd be the best thing is, yeah, she comes out of the hole instead of Gozer. Uh, Lady Gozer. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that'd be uh, then we get that city scene though so where you see that and then we get to see trevor looking into the mine um there's this scene that we haven't seen before with the looks like some stairs where do these stairs goes they go up but there's this giant like tarp over it and then you see the, you see that bulldozer sitting outside in a barrel so that looks like an old school bulldozer like it's been abandoned there for a while so i love how they have some of that stuff in this scene but you see the stairs start to crack apart and I, you can't tell what electricity that is. Is like, is that Gozer some supernatural? Cause it's not a proton pack. At least I could tell from which, which shot are you talking about? Uh, there's this scene where like, there's this tarp and you see the stairs going up and there's a bulldozer in front of it in a barrel. And like, you see some, like a flash of lightning kind of traveling through across the screen. Yeah. Then you also do see at one point, four different proton streams shooting into 
Oh yeah. That's insane. And if you go frame by frame on that at first, I was like, Oh, is that the gunner seat? And I'm like, no, that's not the gunner seat. And I'm thinking like, now you start going crazy with the fan theories. You're like, did Egon set this up to continually cross the streams if something tried to come through the portal? Because that's what it looked like to me. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting thought. Yeah. To me, it looks like they may fuck that up when they go down to the mine on accident. You think he's been to the mine before? Yeah. I mean, well, I guess he, you, you would assume. Well, based on those packs, because I can tell you the kids didn't do those packs because one of the packs, instead of the wood grip on the front, it has a, it almost looks like a machine gun front barrel like with holes for venting and cooling dude that's so sick i can't wait to see all those and (laughs) and the pack on that looks like it's constructed like the gunner seat but it's way heavier and so it looks insane so like when you go back and you listen to adam savage you're like yeah we had seven or eight different packs on here whatever and you're like oh okay now i see what you're talking about so everyone that's a little bit of customization if you're a fan builder, like imagine these showing up, I call the German Ghostbusters going to have one of those things up on their uh, con display by, uh, well, January, probably. <laughs> right. I need to get started on my RTV, but. Um... Yeah, because it looks all the, yeah, the four streams converge, but they don't like, like the full streams don't twist together like in the first film. Right. They're not. Yeah. They're all shooting at each other into one spot. So it is interesting. It's different, but it's cool. Maybe it's like a safer way of doing it yeah maybe it's you know those look like they look like militarized versions of some of this equipment right you gotta have time to figure out another way to close the gate yeah but i like how like that also make it look like egon's kind of a little bit off his rocker on here like the rest of them maybe don't believe what he was researching without being there but i don't know well that's that's hard to believe because i don't think ray would ever the door much like goes there does swing both ways so yeah then we go back to the mini puffed reveal scene. We see the Roomba again, but we do get a little bit longer clip. Well, you get a different clip of it. Yeah. Yeah. You see that first mini puff come out of the bag and then land on his face. And then he stands up and bites Paul Rudd. So a little, like little kind of timing there. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. The, I don't know. Is it me or did the CG look better of the mini puffs in this trailer too? Uh, it looks like it's a more refined version of it. Yeah. So I definitely say they've cleaned that like the first time i saw them i was like they look great but like there's something about them that looks a little weird now i'm watching it and i'm not even questioning it like they look they're just there to me now so i either got used to it or you know i think they cleaned it up and polished it right this is the last the last trailer and who knows when they actually cut this one it's hard to say and the proton streams were kind of like purplish instead of bluish in the very first trailer and now they're well, there's also purple proton streams in the toys, so we don't know what's going to go on with the customization with these proton. That purple proton stream is still on the one that's Egon's wand. It's that's the one with the shotgun grip on the front, the wood grip, and that's what we've seen in all those before. That was when the in, in the gunner seat. So I think that's its own device. Purple before is blue now. Uh, in the when they're chasing Muncher, it's still purple. I have notes on that. So. The other, the other ones that you saw, like going down to that portal, were all for the traditional looking stream. Yeah, like the orange and blue. Um, it's yeah, it's pretty inc- insane. Um, then you see a lot more of the Ecto driving around town. You know, you see a lot, some really good shots of Muncher on there, which um, it's kind of disappointing on the Muncher thing for having him in the trailer this much because I kind of feel like we already see most of what he's going to do, right? So hopefully, there's a really amazing reveal for him or something, but. You know, it already seems like we already know what that whole sequence is going to be like. Yeah, I hope that there's a little bit more to it because I don't feel like we see near the end of it, but I don't know. I hope. 
Yeah. At least the trapping should be fun. I've heard the movies a little over two hours long. So if that's true, then I'm good with that. That's two what hours, I was four hoping. minutes, I think. See, that's that's perfect. Because an hour and a half is just not long enough for what we have all waited for for 30 fucking years. We want a little bit more, but we don't need obviously anything like crazy. But I think that's a good length. So, um, yeah, we don't need an end game level length movie, but uh, two hours is a good solid. But yeah, for sure. Like I'm waiting for a director's cut already. But, you know, (laughs) hey, that's me. Um, And then we also see that. they stop in front of Spinner's restaurant and there's a lot of those hard stops with the Ecto with the wheels. Cause they do that twice. Now we see them do that around a couple different corners and in, in trailers. So pretty neat. Finn's a fucking professional. He is. <laughs> and then you see Phoebe kind of one hand in the thrower a few times in that trailer. If you go really kind of break it down, which is pretty fun. Cause like, she's clearly just tearing stuff apart, which really throws back to the hotel sequence, but in a new way. So it feels fresh, but it feels familiar. So it's fun. I like that. I like that. We need to finish what our grandfather started. And that's when you see those rig proton packs fire into the portal there. Um, and I had all those notes on that. So like, how, you know, my just initial observation was it's got to be something to help keep those, keep the portal closed regularly or something like that. It seems like it was very intentional. I don't think those kids put it down there, but who knows? Well, can, obviously he's trying to d- close off the portal forever or whatever essentially somehow probably but had some temporary setup going and they figure out that what that is and they have to you know do the things well, like i said it, it could be they messed that up too which is why gozer is able to come out so it looks like they could just be accidentally thumbing through this stuff and figuring things out and then i don't know if i'm more excited to see dan Aykroyd or bill murray I've heard really good things about Bill Murray with this. And like they said, he had a lot of fun on set. And like the interview I read a year or two ago in a Vanity Fair article was great. And so it sounded like he was just happy to be himself and happy to kind of go back to that old school style since he's been more nostalgic lately. I feel like we probably have a lot of, he probably was just like, all right, I'm going to do my thing and just came in and uh, was like, you know, improving and shit. I feel like. Oh, sure. I'm sure he came in and stole the show for the scenes he's in. But also like, I'm just that one little bit of, you know, Dan Aykroyd will be got in the last trailer. Still just has me like, ah, I need more. Yeah, which is funny because like everyone on the general fans on the internet were like, oh, there's a, a Peter Venkman's back. And I'm like, that's Dan Aykroyd. But I yeah, I mean, I guess that they ha- they probably haven't heard his voice in a long time, though. Probably not. You're And you're just assuming that since they're bringing the other ones back, that the most the first person you'd want to hear their voice. But you already had Venkman's voice over in the very first trailer, even though it was original movie dialogue. So, yeah. And you, and you assume that Ray's running his own bookstore. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He hired Peter to run his bookstore. I doubt it because he had an account there last people, time. So. People were still saying after the second trailer, they think the kids are like Lewis's grandkids and like this. Like, see people saying the stupidest shit when they pretty much spell it out for you. Oh, 100%. Jason Reitman has said he, you know, he's literally talked about how much they look like Egon. Yeah. There is no yeah. debate about that. If anybody is debating out that, I'm sorry. Want, people just want there not to be settled so they can just keep making theories. <laughs> well, that's the thing is Jason Reitman's just not revealing things, he's not hiding things in the trailers. What he's showing you is what he's showing you it, he's not trying to trick you 
And I mean, I get, get, I get that he's not the one that's solely cutting the trailers or anything like that. But I mean, you start reading the press on this and the Empire Empire Magazine article in the New York Comic Con, he's basically talking about, oh, I, I figured the story out once Harold died. And you're like, okay, well, that makes sense. Anyone that figure that out has no brain. <laughs> There's no point in that being a debate. Yeah. You got to debate the other things that are debatable. <laughs> uh, um, there was a cool scene where we see the Ecto drive over that old bridge. And I think that's the one that was uh, on the Apple maps that people had seen them doing some daytime shots that showed up on Apple maps up there. Um, probably where they're prepping for the night shoot. I think that was near that bridge or that bridge looked kind of similar to that from what I recall, but that was kind of fun seeing that and hearing the Ecto siren going as they went across. Yep. And then obviously you get that whole scene with the Sentinel terror dogs or the spectral terror dog, I guess, correctly to say it um, with Gruberson. He says, that's not good. So I'm assuming they open that ghost trap and let something else out, but it, it's hard to say for sure. There's just so much speculation on what it is. Yeah. And everyone who's actually seen the movies laughing at us like you dumb bastards, <laughs> but we'll get there. And then obviously we get to some other pretty big reveals. Um, you see this, swirling lightning spectral tornado appearing above the farmhouse itself and then we see callie in a very sparkly dress that is very reminiscent of dana's mm -hmm. uh, gatekeeper dress well you sound unhappy about this nick uh -huh. what explain your thoughts i'm just curious to hear let's, them let's go back to that tornado thing because it looks like gotcha. i'm trying to pause it i'm trying to pause it right on the moment but it almost looks like proton streams up there it's just lightning from when i i did it when i was looking at it okay yeah pause it for a second i thought that was no so i mean it looks like egon's very close to where some of this stuff's going on so he must be pretty close to the mine too and obviously who knows how underground the mine goes and everything in the city it seemed like this could all be connected based on the cracks and things so could be pretty epic, including my voice. Jeez, <laughs> Gob. Let's get back to the Ecto-1. I don't know if the other guys think he's crazy or anything. He may have just been the one that decided to. he'd be the one to watch over the Shandor mine. You know, and, you know, I'm sure Ray and Winston have other shit to do in New York or whatever. So. Well, I feel like, yeah, the only two that are still doing anything relatively paranormal would have been Ray and Egon. Egon's obviously yeah. doing this. Ray's running his bookstore. And that's probably about all that Ray's doing. But still, the bookstore is a little more occult, obviously, than the bio. The bio on the back of Winston, old man Winston's figure, implies that he's in corporate. So I don't know if they mean Ghostbusters or. Oh no! Hell no! Something else? No, not, not if there hasn't been a ghost sighting in thirty years, right? So there's there's definitely some expose set up around some of this. So we'll see. Them. Well, you know, the context on that is like I've said before. Um, and I think, Nick, you agreed with me when we talked about this. The best way to explain it is, like, right now. If someone said there was a ghost sighting, like, I mean, there, there's, you could say, oh, there has to have been footage of the 84 thing. Yeah, I'm sure there was. But you know what else there's footage of? Bigfoot. Well, there is. Yeah, Loch Ness Monster, all these photos and things like that, right? So who, who's to say that people are saying, oh, you think that? Yeah, so I can see that. Conspiracy theories. A long-term cover-up but also it probably wasn't as needed because a lot of people did think it was a hoax the people who didn't think it was a hoax maybe accepted it but then nothing else supernatural has been happening on a massive enough scale for anybody to notice you have regular yeah. small hauntings like say the librarian ghost 
or Slimer, how he said, we've had disturbances for years. That obviously Slimer didn't necessarily come to just be, but most of the ghosts in the both movies came about because of the scenarios. Right. So it was just like there's a tremendous surge in PKE, the cockroaches and the the Twinkie. Those are the metaphors there. And you are essentially having the same thing happen in this movie where there's another surge. But between those surges, there's still ghosts. They want to make this big uh, media franchise out of this, but they're like, oh, we only need Ghostbusters like every. No, again, you're not listening to me. I'm saying all of these, there's been ghosts. There's just not been massive end of the world events for them. There's been ghosts, um, you know, wherever. They're just not reported. The Ghostbusters don't know about them. They're not in New York City. They're wherever else. Or there maybe there's probably a few in New York City. You know what I mean? But it's it's not like they're saying there hasn't been exactly a ghost. No, there hasn't been a ghost sighting right. that Paul Rudd has heard of in 30 years that's been massive. Right. You yeah, have, yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know the specific Exactly. Yeah. It could have just be no ghost sighting in that town. Yeah. We don't even know. And we but might yeah. even find out that. Well, obviously, there has been. Because of Egon. He, well, I mean, that flashback, that's he, sometime in that 30 years. So right away, we're proving that that is just his perspective. Yeah, maybe only, yeah, only Egon may have done about those two. Well, exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. So Paul Rudd saying that is just what he knows to be. Right, exactly. So that's how people should understand that and take it. But they're like taking it like it's fucking God's word of the Bible. And you go back to the same oh, thing that the wow. government would do with that. You know, they'd want to shut all that down and try to hush hush it, right? You know, you limit those to hoaxes or whatever else, just like aliens, Roswell, New Mexico, all those types of things. You'd you'd want to hush hush those things because the general public can't handle that. So even though there may be footage of that, they're still going to play it down and try to. The cat's been out of the back before. But people put the cat back in the bag and get, when they get bored. There's a lot of people <laughs> who just think that line is a way for them to say, "Ha ha, the 2016 movie doesn't exist." Like, that's really what people think. They're like, uh-huh, no, no ghost sighting in 30 years so much. For well, 2016 people years. said, like, I see this meme going around. It's like Ghostbusters 2016 pretends the eight other ones didn't happen. Ghostbusters Afterlife pretends the 2016 one didn't happen. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, what are you even worried about? Like, why are you even bringing it up? Honestly, if 2016 hadn't happened, you wouldn't be getting Afterlife. And people are complaining, well, we would have gotten a, a Ghostbusters 3 then. Yeah, and it probably wouldn't have been anywhere near as fucking good as this one. If Harold Ramis hadn't died, yeah. Even well, if maybe, he, maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe. Uh, even still, you just have no idea what that third one would have looked like. It could have been terrible. Like this seems like it has something a little bit more magical, and Sony was smart about trying to set up something else with it. So I think they know that they really want to get this franchise right this time. So like, like the fact that we know that there's a post-credit scene is exciting and yeah. um, anxiety driving as well. And then obviously it's heavily, heavily implied in this trailer that Gruberson is the key master based on everything we see. He's getting chased by the terror dog in Walmart, 100%. which is hilarious because it's eating out of a bag. And I don't even know what that bag of food was, but Gruberson's holding the ice cream that he has in the other aisle. Like he's still doing that after he sees those mini puffs. He's still walking around the store with ice cream. Like he's still planning on buying it, which is amazing. Yeah. And then obviously you get another Gozer clip. Then you get to see the terror dog chasing the RC trap, which is pretty good. I really like the terror dog look. Um, yeah, it's fucking brilliant. The uh, puppetry they use clearly in the Walmart scene for some of the close-ups, it, it has like, it you know, it looks like it's different enough, but it, you know, the skin is just so well lit. It looks like some of the velociraptors you see in the um, 
earlier Jurassic Park movies as far as the skin tone and things like that and some of the spot patterns on it. So I really just liked how good that looked. Yeah, the Teradog looks great. Um, they clearly mimicked a little bit of the how the claymation looked because it looks so unique and they mimicked it's it. Very yeah. Have you guys seen the German TV spot? No, I have not. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not really a spoiler, but is there more of just the terror dog in it, or what? It shows the terror dog from what looks like Gozer's Temple from the '84 film, and I don't know if it's a Gozer Temple from this movie because it looks like it's more advanced uh, huh. CGI or whatever. <laughs> I may have seen a screenshot of that actually. Yeah, that's been going around a lot. It looks like the modern version of that shot of the terror dogs looking. Yeah, I did guy. see that. I'm thinking about it. And I feel like I definitely saw that. I tried to forget. Yeah, it's, going, <laughs> it's going around quite a bit. But I don't know if that's one of they putting a flashback in there or is that like. Goes it's, or well, it's a trailer, too, and the trailer could just have footage from the original movie in it. But that's what I thought, too. But I was looking at it like it looks different. But yeah. Well, they could have cleaned it up because I know at one point they said for some of the um, old stuff, they found the original animation art drawings for the special effects from the original film and scanned those in to recreate them for different scenes. So they could have even gone through and taken the claymation back and re-superimposed that in for the jerky motions and things and cleaned that line work up. So it could very well be original, but it could also be updated and cleaned just to fit in with the modern movie. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see that at all. And then we get that crazy scene where the Ecto goes flying, and then that pretty much wraps the trailer up. But this has got me hyped. I heard about the Ecto-1 being destroyed because of that. And I'm like, yes, but it's a movie. Yeah, it's they're not going to destroy the Ecto-1. It's too damn iconic. It's not going to be destroyed while driving. I don't know if it'll roll away from that. That's what I'm saying. It's not. No, it's not going to get destroyed in a car chase. If the Ecto-1 gets destroyed, it's going to be a little more epic than that. It's not just going to be like, oh, it bounced a little too hard on the road and blew up and won't drive now. No, that's not going to happen. Like, that's just. Yeah, for sure. I don't think that's going to, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I think that in, I don't. Again, there's yeah. also there's always stuff in trailers that doesn't make the final cut of a movie. So they could have done that and decided like, hey, that's two Dukes of Hazards or whatever else, because I see people making memes about it and like, oh, this is wild and crazy. And you're like, yeah, I mean, looks cool, but I, I would never say that, like that was one thing I was hoping to see <laughs> uh so i am happy i watch this now though just going through and breaking this down i'm super hyped for it i'm really excited to see how they reveal the story like there's the things that were revealed were things we kind of already knew and we'd kind of been speculating on i feel like it's super spoilery we did you didn't know that they were going to show egon like a flashback but no, but we knew the casting was there and we knew well, there was a possibility of that but yeah to your point yeah i think I mean, since the first trailer, we have seen the terror dog, right? Not the very, like the teaser, but the first real trailer. We saw a terror dog in that trailer. Yep. And mm -hmm. Yeah, we see it's put on the roof of Paul Rudd's car. How does everyone feel currently about the fact that what we're doing is basically repeating the plot of the first movie? And not necessarily that it's a bad thing, but, but when I first learned of that, I was less interested. And the more we go on, I'm more interested because I think... It's I, here's the thing they don't have to invent anything new that can be rejected by the fans now i mean mini puffs you know are new but they're also i haven't really talked to many people there's i've seen some comments from some people who are like oh that's stupid and whatnot and even i at first was a little eh, but 
again, they grew on me pretty fucking quick. And um, I haven't even seen. One, and when you hear Jason Reitman talk about it, you know, he's like, yeah, with Stay Puft being huge, with the Statue of Liberty being huge, we didn't want to go large scale again. That's too predictable. And anybody saw, comparing it to the fucking Grogu and shit like that, it's like, have you never seen any movie that's existed before? But the mini puffs? Yeah. They're saying like, oh, it's just a rip, like the ripping off Baby Yoda. And it's like, actually, this movie was written and it doesn't make any sense. It, the movie was made before Baby Yoda even was in people's so anything came anything out. Little and cutesy is Baby Yoda. Yeah. Well, it's like, no, um, sorry. Mogwais exist. I mean, there's yeah, lots exactly. of movies things in them. Why do you think there's so many memes showing Baby Grogu next to a Mogwai saying, hey, same mother, different dad or whatever, all that kind of crap. I mean, come on. There's lots of little monsters i mean critters are obviously not thought of as you know a whole bunch of cute and cuddly but based on what i've seen from these trailers right now i would say that this is an amazing way to tell a familiar story while also passing it on to a new generation of people because like look at all the proton equipment like that we see that's upgraded on there there's things that weren't in the original there's a lot of throwback to it but it's perfect because they didn't kill gozer they just closed the portal door yeah right so to me that works really well too once they make the decision to bring Gozer back, apparently you have to have the gatekeeper and the keymaster. Well, yeah, that's that's part of that. So, like, none of that bothers me at all. I'm like, okay, that's a good use of it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's a safe thing to do. I think it's smart of Jason Reitman and Gil McKinnon. Is that his name? To do because, I mean, if- like I said, they keep you. You we're not as fans. Ghostbusters one is the fucking holy grail. If if it is to you. So obviously you're not going to reject Gozer. You're not going to say, oh, that's a dumb villain. Like answer the call was a new thing. And even though I don't hate that villain, like everyone else, I don't think it was the best or anything, but like this is, it doesn't have the capacity for that. So everybody's not going to be concerned about, oh, this new villain's stupid. And I don't like how this is going and that they're just going to be more focused on the Ghostbusters because they already know the rest of what that is. They know at least the key masters and the the terror dogs and the they took those key things out of the first movie, right? The fact that you have to mine selenium, right? So you've got to mine that. And they take that idea and they run with it. And they're able to put it to a, a rural setting. That's something we've never seen before. It's completely small scale as far as a small town. And that would be terrifying in a small town if you've never seen anything like that. Especially if Ghostbusters it, did road trip around small towns in New York and real Ghostbusters and even extreme Ghostbusters. But doesn't yeah. count, obviously. But it was cool to yeah, see yeah. then. So... Yeah, it's fun because it's a different setting. This was regular Ghostbusters 3 back in the 90s and they brought Gozer back and that would be shit. But this one is supposed to be about the past. Yeah. And the, and the legacy and the history of the franchise. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like them Ghostbusters legacy in some countries, so. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that's the German title and some of the European working titles and stuff, so. That's uh, pretty much a great breakdown of the trailer, guys. You got any other closing thoughts you want to get off your chest before we close this thing up? Mm. Don't forget, if you haven't seen the German spot and you're looking for, if you've watched this trailer, you may as well check that out. But Hasbro PulseCon this weekend is also showing a new Ghostbusters clip. Um, assuming that they can't release any of the Wave 3 of the Plasma series, including Phoebe of the Plasma series, Oh, probably this. old man Egon. Yes, old man Egon figure. What do you think of that, Nick? I mean, they obviously haven't announced anything like that, but do you think we're going to get one? Hypothetically, 
I think we're just going to be an Egon figure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so too. Um, in his little trench coat and shit with the trap. Yep. And I bet you he's wearing his jumpsuit underneath that. You can't tell, but I bet you that's what he's wearing. The Egon figures that have come out in the past are like some of the more expensive and hard to get ones. So they're going to know that people are going to buy this if nothing else. Yeah. The movie's totally fucking about Egon and if he's in it at all as a character, you may as well make a figure of him. So I think that's, I think that's a possibility of the next wave. Obviously we need, a, many, we need a Gruberson and a mom figure. Is it six? Figures? Yeah. Callie. Yeah. And then, you know, who else we might see? Obviously. Those two plus Phoebe and Egon, that's four figures. Well, and what does Gozer look like in this movie, right? It looks similar to well, what we see. Unfortunately, I might already I know, know who's playing Gozer. I know who's playing Gozer. So do I, God damn it. <laughs> and I'm really surprised. And kind of, Yeah, kind we'll, of we'll cross that bridge in a month from now. Okay, fair enough. Well, I haven't been spoiled on that yet, so don't yeah, try to... Lucky. I'm not going to give you any clues or hints or nothing. I'm not going to even suggest that any okay. person... Well, all I'm implying is that in the next wave of the Plasma series sure. is that we'll get an updated Gozer figure. Holy you, could get a, you could get a Gozer and a, <laughs> no. a Janine, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think they'll... Here's, here's my question, though, is if they do a Callie, is she going to be the gatekeeper? Callie? Or are they going to do two versions of her, right? It'll be Zul. Yeah. Only, only ever released Dana in this little outfit, though. If they're not showing anything at PulseCon this week, it's because the Cali figure they're going to show is the gatekeeper version of her. And obviously, we're going to see the new portrayal of Gozer, probably Phoebe, Old Man Egon, and then probably two others with the build a figure. So, what do you guys, what's, what's your speculation while we're on it? What's the speculation for the build a figure? Another, <laughs> well, we well, to be honest, we do need a plasma series muncher. Yeah, we need a plasma series muncher. So if muncher is not a build a figure, which it very well could be, there could be another terror dog because it looks like there's going to be plenty of those going around. True. So, I, yeah, I wouldn't. Muncher, muncher makes sense unless muncher is just one of the ways. Uh, you know what? I wonder if they do any more two packs too. Yeah. Because they have obviously the opportunity to do Paul Rudd running from the terror dog, just like they did with Lewis. Or you could yeah. do Gruberson's terrible night. Yeah. The uh, Keymaster together. Or, you know, mm -hmm. the, we'll, we'll see what happens. I hope they do plenty of them, though. Yep. Well, that's what I've got for now. So let's uh, wrap this thing up and make sure if you like this video, subscribe and like below. Follow us on social media at Frog Bros Podcast on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Get in there. Get into our Frog Bros video store group. Frog Bros video. You can get in there and chat with us. Talk about your favorite pop culture stuff. Obviously, Ghostbusters is like full speed ahead right now. So I say all the uh, things. I usually will put it in the little speech by me that already does, but yeah they need to hear it twice like and subscribe all right well thanks everyone hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you soon Nighty night hey guys thanks for listening to the frog brothers podcast we'd greatly appreciate it if you could like and subscribe if you're listening on youtube and if you're listening on the audio feed on spotify or apple or twitter or wherever you listen tell your friends and make sure to subscribe to our youtube at youtube.com slash the frog bros 
Hit us up on Instagram at Frog Rose Podcast, on Twitter at Bros underscore Frog, on TikTok at Frog Rose Podcast, and follow us on Facebook. Join our Facebook group, Frog Rose Video, by searching just that, Frog Rose Video. Hit request to join and you'll be approved. We have shirts available. The link is in our Instagram bio and below in the description. And you can find stickers on Etsy at Frog Rose, all one word. Additionally, if you'd like to give us a call and leave a voicemail soon, our Patreon will be live and we'll be posting monthly responses and reactions to the voicemails. Dial 816-832-5388.